world where achievements and accolades motivate us to do more and be more, we're often left wondering, is this really it? Deep inside, you know there is more to life. You're ready to leave behind the old push your way through and claim the deeper life that's calling you. That's where we excel. We're your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. And this is the Soulful Leader Podcast. Sit back and relax as we share the shortcuts we've uncovered to help you make shift happen. Welcome back to the Soulful Leader Podcast. Stephanie and I thought we would do kind of a fun podcast today. I got an email. Uh, I have subscribed to uh, an email from a gentleman named Vincent Carlos, and you can go to vincentcarlos.com if you're interested in that. And I get nothing from it. He doesn't even know I exist. So it just is, it's a fun, um, he's got a fun way of doing something. What he does is he takes nonfiction books and he reads them and then he gives you the greatest idea from each of the nonfiction books. And obviously it's from his perspective, what the greatest idea is. And I've really enjoyed it. So this week, maybe it was last week, I don't remember, but it stuck with me. I got this great email and the title of the email was only one in five people solve this puzzle easily. And I was intrigued. I was like, of course I had to, I was challenged, right? I have to be one of the one in five. And actually I wasn't, but here's the thing. My husband was. <laughs> so a professor walks into a room and this is from his, the book that he read in this particular instance was the art of thinking clearly. So here's the challenge. You guys are going to do this with us. A professor walks into a room and gives her students three numbers, two, four, and six. Okay, those are the three numbers, two, four, and six. She then tells her students that the sequence of numbers follows a specific rule, and it's the student's job to discover the rule. Okay, so it's your job out there in our podcast. All of our podcast listeners, you guys get to discover the rule. So every time you guess a number in the sequence we will let you know, the professor, this is what the professor did. The professor will let you know, the students know, whether they provided something that was following the rule or not following the rule. So the students can guess as many numbers as they want to guess and to help them figure out what the rule is. Um, but they can only identify the rule once. So before we give you the actual, you know, answer to this, I want you to think about if you had the numbers two, four, and six, and we said that there is a rule that governs the next, the numbers in the sequence, what would you guess? So I'll let you guys think about that for a moment, or you can press pause. <laughs> so the next number that most students guessed is the number eight. And the following, it, it does follow the rule. Just so you know, that follows rule number eight. And so then the students would guess, most students would guess 10. So two, four, six, eight, they would guess 10. Yes, that follows the rule. And so then after suggesting a few more numbers, the students concluded that the, the, the rule that governed the numbers was adding two. And she says, nope, that's not the rule. And I know out there you guys thought that those that was the rule too. I know that's what I thought the rule was. And I had another rule in my head that I thought it was. Um, you might also have another rule that you thought it was. It wasn't that one either. So here's the deal. That 
the secret to actually finding the numbers in this puzzle. It's simple, not easy, and it is simple. So the students that actually did figure out the rule on their first try asked different questions. I know, surprise, surprise, right? We're talking about asking different questions. And they seemed like they asked a bunch of random numbers. So one woman she who figured it out, she tested the number negative two. And the professor said, that does not follow the rule. Then the student asked 77. Yes, that follows the rule. And then tried all kinds of numbers, number negative 11, 10, 43. And so the student wasn't just randomly actually jumping around and asking just numbers out of the blue. The student was trying to find the flaw with the rule. The rule, so just so you guys know, the rule is that the next number needed to be higher than the number before. And that was the, the rule. That's that was the that was the actual truth, right? That was the rule. So simple. And the thing is that what we do, and this is what we do in our lives, right? Is we have what's called confirmation bias. We decide what the rule is, and then we try to find things. So we decided that the rule, we saw two, four, six, and we decided that the rule is that after asking just two questions, eight, 10, the rule must be that you add two to each. That's the rule. You're adding two. And then we try and prove. So the next things we would ask is, well, then it must be 12, 14, 16. And guess what? All of those followed the rule because the, the, the actual rule was that the next number needed to be higher. So now we go about our lives thinking, of course, that's the rule because we didn't go to try and find a flaw in it. Right? We didn't ask a question that would actually break down our assumption. We went with the confirmation bias. So it's kind of like when people say, well, that's just the way it is. Kind of like a fixed, a fixed mindset, isn't it? It is a fixed mindset. Instead of an open system, an open possibility. I had a situation with a client the other day that she's been experiencing dizziness. And um, randomly, she stopped taking her medication because she ran out of it. And the dizziness went away. So she went into her doctor, her first doctor, and said, I'm thinking maybe this might be causing some of my dizziness. And the doctor wasn't very receptive to that and said, how dare you question my medical hmm. knowledge? You take the medication. And she said, I'm not seeing, I'm not going to take my medication. I just like, I'm wondering if this might be a side effect or affecting me. And she said, I know I need to take my medication. I'm not, that's not what I was saying. Anyway, she got frustrated, ended up going to a, a specialist <laughs> And just, and this wasn't even a specialist for, for this kind of medication or this kind of condition. And she just randomly started saying, Hey, you know, I've been having these dizzy spells. And I found that when I stopped taking this medication, this would happen. And he's like, wow, well, tell me more about that. Like, he's like, you know, I, I trust you. Like you're, you live in your body, you know, your body more than anyone else. And he said, well, how about I run some tests to see what it isn't. And so he was trying to find the flaw in the, which it's like the whole, it's like, to me, that's a good doctor of like yeah. looking at, let's rule it out. And I, I say this to people, I said, you know, when, when you go to the medical doctors and they say, you know, it's all in your head or it's that, that doesn't work. It's like, they're not necessarily being harsh or critical in that way. They're just saying that 
you know, that it's, it's on another level or it's, it's outside of their scope or they've used these tests to rule out what it isn't. And that's actually a good thing. It's good to know like what it isn't. Doesn't mean that down the way that won't end up that way, but they're trying to find out the flaws, the flaws in the system. So it's a, actually a very healthy way of looking into it. I just, I, you know, how much we have that conditioned mindset in our relationships or with ourselves or with economics or the, the, you know, systems in our life or school system, whatever it might be, we have this preconceived, that's just the way it is. I, that's the thing for me when I, cause I, like I said, I did not, I was one of those people that's like, oh, I know this rule. Right. And I, the other rule that I had in my head was that it must be that two plus four equals six. So we're adding the numbers. Right. So then I was like, oh, it must be four plus six equals. Right. So I had these definite preconceived notions in my head. And my goal was to prove that my rule was correct. And it was great. This exercise was so great for me because it did make me stop and be like, oh my God, where am I doing? I'm doing that everywhere in my life where I make an assumption and then I unconsciously, I don't do it consciously, I unconsciously go look for evidence to support that conclusion. And it's he's got a great word for it, or, or the woman who wrote the book, it's confirmation bias. And I recently saw the uh, Facebook documentary thing. Um, I don't remember what the name of it is, but it it talks about how that's what Facebook is doing is right is it finds what we like and then continues to put that in front of us. So it's doing out there what I'm doing inside of myself. It's doing exactly the same thing. It's confirming my own personal bias and it's turning us into people that don't think. And I'm doing that to myself. And I loved this exercise because it gave me an opportunity to be like, Oh, I can do it differently. Ha. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think you're bringing up something else too, is like, we're so wanting to be right. We are so conditioned to be right and to be better and to be good enough. Instead of saying, you had shared this with me the other day and I said, what if, what if it was okay to be wrong? Like, in fact, what if it was like, that was actually the way to grow is like, hmm, I want to be wrong in this so that I can, you know, I can, I can let go of my confirmation bias of who I think I am and let it go. It's like, yeah, you know, what if I was open to the possibility that I am more than what I know? So what's interesting about that is that there are, there's this fixed mindset and there's a growth mindset. And when we're stuck in our fixed mindset, we are, we are, we're trying to get that outer approval of I've done the right, I have the right answer. And there are some studies that have been done on this. And a growth mindset is if, even if I don't have the right answer, I'm very engaged in the process of getting to it. So it really is about the process. And that's what I got from this email is like, my process can be better. I think there's also a part of us that wanting to be right, wanting to be fixed is a sense of safety. And that if we are in the unknown, if we're in that place of, I don't know the answer, we feel unsafe. We feel 
that we're going to be, you know, judged or ridiculed. And there's that saying of like, when to, a couple argue, it's like, do you want to be right? Or do you want to be intimate? Mm-hmm. We're all actually wanting to come closer to love and connection more than ever right now. And I look at that as a possibility of like, instead of being right, be curious. Like, wow, I'm curious what, what the rule is, or I'm curious. And to be playful, like you said in the beginning, this is a playful podcast. What if we can be playful? And being playful means curious. Being like yeah. a child to be in wonder. Like, I wonder why. And you have to ask it from your heart, not from your head of trying to be right. Like not saying to someone who's irritating, it's like, what the heck's the matter with you? You, <laughs> you can say it more of like, wow, I'm really curious why you think that way. Mm. Can you tell me more? Not from a place of curious of like, I need to be right and you need to be wrong, but that I want to understand where you are standing on, on what what foundation you have have created this vision of this world. And we see this, you know, whether we have difference in politics, difference in religions, difference in cultures, it's like, that's what's going to bring us together. That's what's going to connect us is actually playfulness. Mm-hmm. Children are so wonderful. You can, they can play. They don't even have to speak the same language. They, they play well. And then when they, they fight, they let it out. And they so quickly come back together because they let it go. And they learn because they're in that growth mindset of like, I wonder, and I'm curious. And, and it's easier to let things go that way too. And you discover, you discover new things about yourself and new things about others. Yeah. And I think that this is particularly powerful for the leaders because we are the ones who are the examples and whether you're a parent who is teaching your child or a leader who's leading a team, when I turn something around on somebody and tell them that they're right or they're wrong, I'm furthering that fixed condition. Yeah, and yeah, that conditioning. That conditioning. And so if I can stop and do this for myself, I'm now being an example of a growth mindset and giving them permission to be in that exploratory, playful place and stay there. Like you said, it's natural for kids and we literally train it out of them. And now we are the trained version of that, training the next generation. And what if we could do that differently and and be much more playful about it and help them to find that growth and the, the, the curiosity because they're our future and they and have the even, answers. And to be curious about yourself. The, yeah. Be the example. I'm curious why I think that way. Yeah. I wonder where that came from. Mm. How fascinating. And how much more gracious and, and generous and like, I have so much more energy in my life when I don't tell myself, oh, fuck, I did that wrong. Excuse my language. It is a podcast, right? Oops, can I say that? (laughs) But instead of doing that, it's like, oh, well, that was interesting. I wonder why I did that. I get curious. What a different energy. Fascinating creation. Yes. Look at me go. Look at me go. Wow. Who is that? (laughs) So I think this is a great opportunity to leave you with that question and that playful exploration of 
I wonder, and I'm curious, and to question the conditioning and to transcend the right, wrong, good, bad, up, down, right, left, and say, I wonder where that came from. I'm so interested in understanding why you think that way and having it come from the heart, not from a place of separation, but connectedness. So it's been so wonderful to have you all listening today. And by all means, if you are enjoying this, please let us know and leave us a a comment on how you were curious today and what happened on our Facebook, the Soulful Leader podcast on, on Facebook or on our website. Feel free to share and rate us on your favorite podcast. And we would love to hear more from you. So until next time, stay curious. And that wraps up another episode of the Soulful Leader Podcast with your hosts, Stephanie Allen and Marin Oslak. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to dive deeper, head over to our website at thesoulfulleaderpodcast.com. Until next time. Bye.